everybody to another episode of Casually Kicking It. Before we get started with the show, remember guys to follow us on all social media platforms. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You see, I didn't say platinum this time. I said platform. Um, oh, good for you. People, people forgot about that, man. <laughs> um, make sure um, to uh, give us a like or, or uh, you know, uh, subscribe. subscribe to the show, wherever you're listening to us on. Uh, if that's uh, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and now you can watch us on YouTube as well. So uh, make sure you subscribe and uh, give us a comment and um, we would appreciate that. Um, Yo, I love we- my background right now, dog. It's like. All white. God, oh yeah. Yes, God like sun. The white wall. <laughs> Before we get on with the show, um, as you guys can see, we have a very special guest with us today, uh, from one of the most spectacular, entertaining, hard-hitting, raw, authentic podcasts around that you could listen to, um, which incorporates peanuts, comics, and MMA infused. I mean, what is that? Uh, we bring to you Brian from your favorite Blockhead podcast. Welcome to Casually Kicking It. You have Blockhead Nation invading Casually Kicking It. Hey, man, I only open up a can of A&W root beer for a special occasion. So as you can tell, I've got the mug and it is my red solo cup, but with no Princess Leia. There you go. I'll say it now. Connor, I'll say it now. Connor Conor McGregor's proper 12 ain't got nothing on an aged vanilla A&W root beer, man. The real man drink the hard stuff. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, he's drinking that like Thor. So again, Brian, welcome to the show. Um, you know, uh, it's been a long time coming. We were already on your show, if you guys didn't know. We were on uh, your favorite Blockhead podcast not too long ago. You guys should go and check his podcast out, listen to that episode, and many more that he has because he has a ton of guests, a ton of information, very informative podcast. Um, so, well, Brian, for those who don't know you and what your podcast is about... Why don't you give them a little something oh, to sure. share no with problem. the no casually uh, kicking it through? I admit it's kind of weird. I don't like to talk about myself too much, Tom. I actually like being the host on the other side. If, That's uh, so, not what I heard. To, to say, again, <laughs> off, yes, I had you guys on casually kicking it, and it, it was a fun time, um, excluding Matt. So I finally got the full uh, uh, the full 20% of the pie that's been included. So now we got the full story. But in, in – in reality, it really kind of started back in 2016, man. I, I'll, I'll put it out here now. This is not to, to bring up a sore subject, but it's kind of to give people an idea, is that uh, I was listening to podcasts uh, after I got out of the Navy. You know, I did I did two year, four years on the USS Pearl Harbor, LSD-52, proud to serve my country. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you for your service. It was worth it, man. It was, it was worth it because definitely it paid for me to go to a private college. I don't owe Lubbock Christian University a dime, and I get to teach middle school dodo birds. So go. it all worked out in due time. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to be serious, though, I did start listening to podcasts around maybe 2013, 2014. I didn't even know what they were. Uh, but about 2016, I went through a divorce, and when we started splitting up our stuff, I, I came back and I noticed that the TV was gone and a lot of the, the DVDs were gone. But there was on the floor a stack of my Peanuts DVDs and a stack of my UFC DVDs. So in a way, I'm like, hey, that's kind of a start in a new direction, a new, a new path in life, a new journey. 
but now I'm, I'm happily remarried. I'm married to my little redhead girl, been married for four years and have 40 more to go. But there was something in me that made me really want to start a show, start a podcast. And I really started listening to the way you'll, you'll find this out. You know this, Ed. One of my favorite podcasts is You're Welcome with Chael Sonnen. Now, I can't replicate what he does, but I do like the style. Like I would hear him talk about sponsors. I go, oh, man, he's got sponsors. He's got promo codes. He has all these guests on. And, you know, he would really build them up. So not only do I love peanuts, not only do I love MMA, but when I have a guest on, you know, I try to roll out the red carpet for them, and that, that's honest truth. So I, I enjoy it, and uh, after four years, we've had uh, three MMA fighters on the show. Just uh, last episode, talked to AJ and Jeremy from the band Lit, and uh, here we are today. Awesome. Nice. Oh. Awesome. So is Charlie Brown your actual favorite character from the series, or is it another character? Outside of, I have broken down my top ten Peanuts characters, man. Let me, let me put it this way: Charlie Brown is very much the one that I associate with the most. He's the second place guy. I mean, we all know the story behind that. They say they say he never kicked the football. Not true. He kicked it four times. He kicked it in the episode. It's magic, Charlie Brown. But he was invisible, so he'll never get credit for that. But there's no okay. denying that the. That there's no denying that Snoopy is the greatest character out of the Peanuts. My uh, youth pastor uh, actually wrote Charles Schultz when he was alive and said, could you draw oh, me wow. your favorite uh, character? And he, what did he get back? He got a hand-drawn thing of Snoopy. And it's up in his office today. So there's no denying he's the most interchangeable of the two. I love Snoopy. I love Charlie Brown. I love Linus, the philosophical one. I love the fuss and Lucy. I love Sally. I love the whole gang. And I could talk all day about those characters, but uh, I hope that helps. He's the second place guy that never gets attention, and he gets attention on uh, the YFB show. Nice. You know, for those that don't know who the Peanuts are or what the Peanuts comics is, you know, uh, here at Casually Kicking It, we talk comics, we talk video games, we talk everything. So let's let's dive in a little more into the Peanuts. Um, sure. You know, um, I don't think that the new generation knows – uh, other than probably Snoopy, and it's very vague. Or the um, Christmas Christmas uh, version of it. Yes. Usually that pops around. So um, what that, year? That did... is a fair point. Go ahead. So I'm sorry. That's no, a no, fair no, no. point, though. I agree with you. Um, what year did the Peanuts start, and what year did they kind of start fading away? Well, the the comic well, I don't, don't really want to say started... fading away. Sorry, I don't want to offend no, anybody. No, believe me, that's actually not <laughs> far away from the truth in all reality. But um. The Peanuts comic strip actually started sometime after World War II in the early 1950s because Charles Schultz, the comic artist, was a, a, a foot soldier in World War II. Uh, he was pretty close to uh, Hitler's final solution, actually. But he ended up, he, he hated that kind of life. He wanted to have a world where um, that the adults weren't involved. But I'll probably mess up the history if I go from the hip here. But in reality, it started off, I think, being called Little Folks. And as time went on, he had finally eventually changed it to Peanuts. And he wasn't even happy with that title. Uh, but he ended up sticking with it for a while. And the next thing you know, the comic strip started getting very, uh, very popular. And to this day, it, I will stand by it is the single most successful comic strip in American history, bar none, simply because of how long it has been in production. And they did publications of it after Charles Schultz's death. So some people try to say it's Calvin and Hobbes. I'm sure it could have competed if Calvin and Hobbes hadn't lasted only 10 years. But as far as how long it had been going up until February 2000 at Charles Schultz's death and then just recirculated through the comic strips, it's the single most successful one. 
But yes, you're right. The first a TV special was the Christmas one. And that's what most people know. They know the Great Pumpkin on Halloween. They know the Thanksgiving one. They might know a couple of the other ones in between, but they don't know there are a lot of TV specials. And I will stand by, anybody wants to debate me with you, you can. But 2015, they had the animated Peanuts movie. And a guy who's followed it, who was very skeptical, was walking in and going, this is going to have all kinds of flaws. Mm -mm. It was about 95% accurate. And there's a lot of wow. reasons for that. That's awesome. Um, my, so favorite, yeah. my favorite out of that was Garfield. That was one of the comic books. That's a good yeah. choice, too. Don't get me wrong. Um, again, Jim Davis and Garfield was a very successful comic strip. We, we can't overlook that. But if you go from somebody who kept that going from the 1950s on into the 60s and being able to, you know, at his death is just having the, the comics recirculated. Uh, USA Today came out and talked about how Craig Schultz went to Blue Sky Studio and said, if you make one off-the-cuff joke, one flatulence uh, a joke, if you do, about the Peanuts, we'll drop the entire project, because that is not who Charles Schultz was. So they had to stick with it verbatim, and I believe they did a beautiful job. And then, uh, so the Peanuts, it, the comic strip started in newspapers, right? Am I correct? Yes. Okay. And did it ever yes. did it ever go into actual um, like graphic novel style, uh, an actual book, or it, it just always I remained part of a, a strip of, of a news article or? Newspaper? Yeah, I, I honestly want to say that if it did, it would just be a compilation of other comic strips that was pulled together. And um, but let's just say that the comic strip itself was part of people's Sunday mornings. Anybody that remembers Sunday comics, that's where you would right. get, you get the peanuts first, you get Garfield, you would get other comics that people would follow along those lines. So that's the world that it thrived in. I don't, it didn't fall, thrive much in the comic book world, but it does have cameo appearances. As you guys know, you can look at family guy and see what they've done with it, obviously, uh, but other, other shows. For for those of you who are listening and don't know what a newspaper is, that's something that we used to get a long time ago that is a piece of paper with written uh, news articles on it, and you'd read it on a Sunday morning and during the week as well. But Sundays yeah. were the were the uh, the comic strips, and they used to have a section for comics. Um, yeah. Now well, one of my favorites was, Cal, uh, was Calvin and Hobbes, the Tiger. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a really well-known comic strip. Amongst some other ones that were out there, oh, that just got me thinking. That we bringing that. Oh, yeah, just got me thinking about news guides. Yeah, the TV oh. guides. TV oh. guides just open the book. TV guy. Oh yeah, TV, TV guys. Guy. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. A little nostalgia uh, yeah. there. Yeah. Um. So, um, what uh, what made you decide to? Um, I mean, I know you you kind of gave us a little bit of, of, you know, MMA and, and, um, the peanuts, but what made you intertwine both of those worlds? I think it just comes down to when you have a podcast, you, you can vouch for this is that mm -hmm. there are no limitations on what you can discuss. And when it comes to, I decide I want to go into the niche that is society and culture. I'm going, well, I can talk about peanuts all day long, but then people start to go, well, what is your sport? Now, I will, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm just, I'm with everybody else. Sports needs to come back. And that's been discussed on USA Today about starting up Major League Baseball. We, if y'all want to get into that, that's fine. But there was, there's one sport that I've been following since I was in the Navy. By the time that I got in 2006, that was about the time that the buildup 
between the legendary Matt Hughes and Hoist Gracie was going on. Oh, wow. So that's what really sucked me into the world of MMA. Like, how have I been missing this for a while? But it's not hard to find out why I missed that train until that point. If you go back and watch the ESPN Plus documentary about Chuck and Tito, it just wasn't making its way into the mainstream. It wasn't embraced like boxing or professional wrestling was. It was even almost outlawed by Senator John McCain. He was trying to get that uh, restricted out of America yep. as seen as human cockfighting. So they had to come in and do a lot of changing and cleaning up the sport. Uh, but that it's kind of like when they ask what my sport is, well, that's the one I've been following. And again, I figured that, Hey, where else are you going to get peanuts and MMA? Where else are you going to get a historical perspective on these <laughs> and combine them together in some kind of meaningful story? You only get it here. And that yeah, makes you yeah. a standout in that niche. No, I, 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 just, I, think I was just, just thinking about how you can segue that. It's so easy. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, no, because think so we're going to put like, Snoopy and Linus together in the octagon, baby. <laughs> yeah, but I was just thinking that, like, oh, like, Maggie, like, I like Linus, the way he was whipping people with the towels. And speaking of whippings, did you see the whipping that McGregor gave this guy? <laughs> yeah, it, there's there's some truth to that. And a lot of that is just having the background in comics. You mentioned Lucy and Linus and Snoopy. They fought before in an episode called uh, Snoopy Come Home. So I could yep. always pull that in if I wanted to into exactly. current MMA. But, but again, a lot of it's updates on what's going on. Since there's a lot of my listeners I find who don't follow MMA, at least they know that I can give them the layout for the casual viewer. They don't, if they want to tune in, they can. I'm kind of the guy that talks you into, uh, into the pay-per-view, talks you into the fight night for ESPN+, Plus, things like that. So who I got a who, question. Go ahead. Okay, Ed. go ahead, Matt. I've been asking sure. questions so, all night. Um, on the on the UFC standpoint, the guy that got into a bar fight and he beat up the old dude, Mike Perry. What do you think is gonna? Yeah, what do you think is gonna happen with this dude? Uh, does he like Dana White gonna suspend this guy or like what's? Because we haven't. Really well, heard first of all, that. things like that have happened before. I hate to break it to you, but uh, Conor McGregor somehow got away with this right. because of his proper right, twelve right. incident. Right. So it's it's it, the the answer to that is simply is I think you can follow the money. There are plenty of things in MMA that I'm not proud of, and this is unfortunately one of them. I think it's it comes down to in the short term, fans are upset about this, but give it a year from now, nobody's going to even talking about the incident. Unfortunately, right. that's how fast this this sport moves. But I, I don't excuse anything that Mike Perry did. I'm not happy about it at all. It it makes us look bad. I'm not happy about Khabib jumping the cage when he when he tapped Connor. Like, thanks for bringing us back five more years when that was the biggest pay-per-view buy in the history of the sport. So, yeah, I, I have to say that as far as what's going to happen to Mike Perry, well, obviously there has been social media apologies and slaps on the wrist. I think, again, only time will tell on what's going to happen with that. And that's not a great answer that people don't like. But it is the answer in this sport is only time will tell. And honestly, Mike Perry uh, made some decent money at this fight. But people, I would hope they forget in due time because we've had some beautiful matchups post Mike Perry and Mickey Gall. We should be talking about Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker being one of the greatest fights I've ever seen in the history of my life, not to mention the girls, Joanna versus Zhang. But again, it, it's, a, it's a black eye literally on the sport, and it's really hard to defend. It doesn't help the situation at all. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's because it's yeah, that, go ahead. You know, we're, in the, we're in the era now, I guess, of, you know, holding people accountable. You yes. know, eventually down the line, we're going to start talking about Washington and their sexual allegations going on with the cheerleaders. And I mean, like, stuff like this, like, right. stuff like this, they know why needs to hold 
his fighters accountable and like don't be that company where just like because 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 we're moving so fast we just forget about it it under the rug yeah but it it doesn't help the common man you know that that does follow it that wants an answer for that it's just simply as of what's going on at this point i'm not sure what he's going to do with him. I know that he's – that Mike Perry said something about it. he's checking himself in to get some kind of rehab. I'm sure that that doesn't – that's not – again, not going to excuse him, but at least, you know, this is a guy that I'm not going to spend a lot of time on in a positive light because uh, I've never been – Mike Perry is just one of those guys that doesn't help the sport at this point. So, yeah, how Dana White handles it, um, I, 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 it's like the magician's hand. Pay attention to this hand so we don't know what the other one's doing. But right. we do need to hold – uh, the UFC accountable at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it, but my answer is only time will tell. So now that I got you on the podcast, I wanted to get your opinion on last weekend. We had, we had a pay-per-view, we had a card, right? Uh, last, I think it was last Saturday, right? Yes. And this was the first card or pay-per-view that was at fighter Island. Is it called right? Yes. Fight yes. Island, uh, Fight Island, Island Abu Dhabi. Uh, what is your thoughts on that? That you know, are, are they going to continue having fights here? What do you think about having the fights here? Is it easy actually, to get you know the, yeah, the fighters to there? Answer that already from the gates. They they already have they already had another fight on Wednesday. They had a Calvin oh, wow, Guitar okay. versus uh, okay. versus David Ige, um, and that's already gone down. So there are several fights that are going on at at Fight Island. There's even Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till that's going to be happening soon. Uh, there's at least four venues that started with just the one you're talking about, which was UFC 251, uh, Kamara Usman versus Jorge Masvidal, which was supposed to be Gilbert Burns. But my answer to that is people were asking, did Dana buy an island? No, he kind of found, I think, what you can call a little bit of a buffer zone, mm-hmm. at least where things are with Abu Dhabi. I'm not saying this is the perfect scenario, but it's certainly one where they can set up the testing uh, immediately where they can quarantine people in Abu Dhabi and they have, they've had to very much make shift a lot of their uh, fighting that's going on. Some of them have been fighting in the parking lot. Some have been cutting weight in their hotel rooms. Uh, so it's, it's kind of one of those, they're making the best out of the situation. They're writing the playbook as they go along. Mm-hmm. But as far as 251 goes, it, people are already saying it was the fourth most grossing fight in the history of the sport well, hang on a minute. You have to understand that the reason for that is because there are no other sports right now. So everybody has a chance to look into the fight. We can't really, I appreciate that that Kamara Usman and Masvidal get that kind of accolade, but it's not like the other ones were Conor McGregor versus Khabib or Conor versus Nate Diaz one and two, where the fan was drawn in and you had the crowd. This is not the same situation, but Mm -hmm. I, I, I believe that Usman does deserve a lot of the credit and Masvidal deserves a lot of the credit. Because Masvidal took this fight on six-day notice and was able to last all five rounds with the welterweight champion of the world. And Kamaru Usman is no easy night out. So I give uh, credit to both guys. I think there were some other fights that were better than the main event. Uh, Thug Rose versus Jessica Andrade was way better than I expected to be. Uh, I told everybody that when I watch the UFC, three times out of five, if I'm lucky, I'm right. In other words, 60% of my predictions are correct. Don't don't go off what I say. But I stood by, put your money in on Amanda Hebus against Paige Van Zandt. And I was right. Finished her in the first round. But uh, there's also a lot of controversy between uh, out of Alexander Volkanovsky versus Holloway for the for that championship, the lightweight championship. And that's because third and fifth rounds were so much a, a toss-up. Holloway obviously won the first two, and he probably won the fourth one. But 
again, there's so much narrative and there's so much buildup behind these fights. So if it's anything like that, there's going to be some good that comes out of this sport. I don't know how many people will stay on the MMA train from this point on, but I will hope people do and realize that this is a, a sport that is worth uh, following, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have its flaws. Gotcha. What were you going to say, man? They're, they're still trying to get the they're still trying to get the basketball thing going again. Right. And well, they have got, they have it at Disney now. Yeah, but you got players leaving, dude. Like Zian yeah, they're breaking quarantine. Yep. No, but yeah, they said they get it. Family Zion emergency. Left the bubble. Right. Yeah, he left. He, and uh, he left the to expound on that a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Matt. But the truth is, the UFC is facing the same problem as in several. There's a couple of guys. I don't want to say several, but a couple of guys that have tested positive for COVID-19, as in when they first had this thing, uh, Jacare Souza tested positive. And the, the main event for 251 was supposed to be Kamara Usman versus Gilbert Burns. And Gilbert Burns tested positive for COVID-19, which is why Jorge Masvidal had to come in on a six-day notice. Now, that's a whole different story in itself on why Masvidal was waiting. It's come, it comes down to the dollars behind it in many ways. But for him to come in and do that is nothing short of amazing. But now it comes down to now that we've moved past this, even though give Masvidal credit, what do you do with this guy that did nothing wrong that tested positive for COVID-19? What do you do with Gilbert Burns? He's ranked number one uh, in the welterweight standing and the welterweight rankings at this point. What do you do with the guy? Well, again, again, only time will tell. But Dana White has had to face that too. So, yeah, NBA is facing it. Major League Baseball is facing it. The UFC is no exception. I, that had me thinking right now about the fact that UFC, man, all these other fighters that aren't part of a card, they're going to have to make sure that they're ready to go in case, you know, someone does come down with COVID. So now every fighter is, you know, basically on call. And so that yeah. means you have to make sure that you're, you're, you're ready to go, um, you know, because you can get a phone call and have like six days notice, like you said. And so everyone has to be ready from now on. Um, Yeah, even the commentator, uh, Paul Felder, had to pull out of Fight Island because he didn't test positive. He flew on a plane sitting next to a coach in somebody's corner that did test positive for it. So on airing on the sake uh, of of caution, Paul Felder couldn't even go, so he ended up having Michael Bisping step in for commentator. So, again, we're all facing the same thing. Wow. You would think like they would just put them in like their own seats separately away from other people. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, that's just for me personally, or at least wear a mask or something like that, just to be safe. Like I don't I don't I, yeah. I don't get it. at this at this stage in point in life, we all understand that this is not a game anymore. And if they're mandate especially in Florida, if they're mandating you to wear a mask and like they've been talking about shutting down and reopening and shutting down and stuff like that, like just Entertain that, every, even if you don't believe in just entertain everybody and just wear a mask. Just you know, it's not like you're gonna be. But the thing is, Matt, Matt, not not everybody's taking this seriously, bro. Everybody yeah. thinks to stay opened up everything now that it's all good. I've seen people out there with no mask. I've seen people just going to public places like nothing's wrong, and it's like, dude, no, like that's just not cool, bro. Like I don't. I, every time I go out outside, I wear a mask. You know, like. My kids wear masks, you know what I'm saying? I mean, some people right now, they 
they don't care. They well, think everything's you, okay now. You also have those folks who think COVID's a conspiracy, and and they think you know yeah. those are the same people that believe Bigfoot's real. You know, so what are you gonna do? You know, the guy thinks Bigfoot is really, and and COVID's a, is 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 a thing of a, a folk tale. Well, whoever so, thinks I mean, Bigfoot is real, I need you to go find him, and then maybe we can believe you. But if you're not gonna go out there finding this dude, then I like. Go sit down somewhere, bro. Like, nobody <laughs> quickly to blow up think. on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you do. I mean, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You could be famous. You could be the person to find Bigfoot, dude. Like, and literally have video proof and pictures, bro. And well, they have uh, a TV show dedicated to that finding yeah, Big, Bigfoot. So, but yeah, they still they found this dude. So, spoiler alert: they don't find him. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to wonder before we drifted too far down the rabbit hole. I was like, Nate, if you got any questions, dude, don't be afraid to fire them off, brother. Well, I'm just long, long for the ride, just waiting for a point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, um, uh, we're running out of time, so um, we're gonna say well, thank you again to Brian for coming on on the show. And bringing Your favorite blockhead invading blockhead nation or the invasion of blockhead nation into casually kicking it and giving us some insight into MMA, the peanuts. And um, yeah, please take the opportunity right now uh, and um, inform everyone where they could find you uh, social media wise or, you know, where they could find your podcast and what what you may have future coming up on the show or what you've had uh, previously on the show. I know you mentioned you had lit on the last episode. I did. I did see that. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. You've got the, the, the floor is yours. Well, it's, it's, I will put this out there. It's not to sound uh, conceited or anything, but if, <laughs> if you can't find me, then you're definitely not looking hard enough because if you Google your favorite blockhead, you're going to find me across the board. You're going to find Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You're going to find uh, – I like to send people to the blog, and the reason I say that is because yourfavoriteblockhead.com slash blog is where a lot of my links are. When I have them for sponsors, when I have like people like Lit on the show – when we talk about the coffee and the merchandise, their upcoming tours, there are links on there for that. There's also a couple of networks I'm part of, the Yogi's Podcast Network and the Dose Leprechauns. Those are available too, and there's plenty of other shows where I've been on. So if you Google your favorite blockhead, you will not miss me. But I'll tell you, you can find me on Spreaker. You can find me on CastBox. I think there's any – the only podcast platform you won't find me on is Podcast One. And I guess in the future – that might be uh, something to strive for. I am on Launchpad DM, but once again, if you type in your favorite blockhead and Google it, you'll see my podcast across the board and definitely check out yourfavoriteblockhead.com slash blog for all of the older episodes and the audio that has no interruptions whatsoever, except for my host red ads that I do on the show. Gotcha. And uh, are there any juicy tidbits you can give us of future episodes coming up? Uh, anything? Uh... Well, I mean, there is going to be uh, a special um, shout out that I'm going to give actually to the casually kicking it. I'll let you guys live and stay in suspense on that. You're going to be mentioned on the next, next episode, but uh, that's because there's going to be a uh, network that's going to be starting the YFB network. So pay attention to that. Oh, but I will okay. say that in, in the, yeah, I uh, will say in the future that uh, there are people. Are we, are we breaking uh, the news right now? Are we breaking? The news? I, I think we just, I think we just did. And the thing, the thing is the network is simply a little bit more internet exposure. We'll just put it that way as in okay. you guys will be part of it um but there'll be other guys that, that have been part of the show that are going to be announced as well this saturday 
So something to look forward to. Uh, Casually Kicking It will come up, but other guys will as well. And it's just, a, again, all of us being a community. Nothing, nothing wrong. You don't have to do anything different. That's, uh, that's on my part. But, um, yeah, there's going to be a couple of uh, people that I reached out to. And uh, I think I can mention one that I'm hoping for. Uh, I'm hoping for a former Texas Tech football player by the name of Baron Batch. He might try to come on. He's a pretty busy guy, but he's in the world of art now, trying to get uh, some talk about his website, amongst other things. Another buddy of mine that, that played alongside of him uh, in Texas Tech uh, might be joining me down the road. There's a couple other podcasts that I've, that I've spoken with, and we're, we're kind of doing a cross-networking uh, to so where I'm on their show, they're on mine. So uh, in due time, I can just say tomorrow I'm going to fly solo, but there's going to be a few other people in the future that I'll – that's, that's the, the beauty of podcasting. I don't have to tell you everything, that there's nothing to be sure of, and that creates a little mystique. There you nice. go. There you go. Well, um, thanks again for joining us on this episode. We appreciate your time, most definitely. Um, guys, again, make sure that you guys follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's Casually Kicking It. You type it in, we're there. And make sure you give us a subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. That's iTunes, you know, uh, Google Play. And remember, we're on YouTube, yeah, so you can actually see us now. So if you're trying to figure out what we look like and all that jazz, head on over to YouTube, type in Casually Kicking It. We'll pop up right away. There's your plugs, people. Now you know what to do, especially my listeners. The Blockhead Nation better be giving a little love to Casually Kicking It uh, show. That's how you do it, man. And until next time, same Blockhead time, same Blockhead channel. There you go. All right, guys, we're out of here. Peace.